Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Krops. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you. It's the end of the week here on Political Coffee, and you know what that means. It means it's Freedom Friday. That's your opportunity. Call and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Doesn't that to be what I'm talking about today? What's on your mind? You got something you want to get off your chest? This is your day to do that. It's really easy. Really easy. Call 503-589-1220. That is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at kslm.news. Fox News has a story. Oregon County lost $1 billion in 2020 as residents fled crime, homelessness. It's like Portland died, is the quote. Portland lost sixth most residents in the United States over the last year. Now, this is, and by the way, they have this doctor uh, here on this Fox News story that was knocked unconscious by a homeless person. A homeless guy attacked her. So, Multnomah County, where Portland is located, reportedly lost more than $1 billion in income between 2020 and 2021. As a result of residents fleeing the state amid surging crime, homelessness, and safety concerns. This was data analysis conducted by Oregon Live. Just the Oregonian folks. The fish wrap. And it showed that 14,257 tax filers and their dependents left Multnomah County during the first year of the pandemic in 2020. It took a record $1 billion with them of income, folks. The data showed that higher earners were, earners were more likely to leave since their jobs could be done remotely during coronavirus shutdowns. And the average income of people leaving was 14% higher than the people who left the year before. Before 2020, Portland had experienced 15 consecutive years of growth. And then 2020 happened. Well, what happened in 2020? Lawlessness is what happened in 2020, folks. Black Lives Matter and Tifa took over the streets of Portland. A hundred consecutive nights. hundred consecutive nights of violent protests and 27 of those hundred consecutive nights declared officially riots by the Portland Police Department. Now, how did all of this happen? Well, it's not hard to figure out. Now, not only, by the way, did 
Um, this happened in Portland, but it's happened all over the country. But it's specifically, boy, look at that, on Real America's Voice. There's a whole bunch of black folks lined up, blacks for Trump. They're fired up. They're standing with the president. Blacks for Trump. And there's news media there. You probably won't see that on mainstream news, but you'll see it on Real America's Voice, which is what I watch these days. I don't watch Fox News. Anyway, Portland is in peril. Our city is in peril, said, quote, unquote, Portland business owner Kathy Seeley told Fox News Digital in December Small business, quote, small businesses and large cannot sustain doing business in our city's current state. We have no protection or recourse against the criminal behavior that goes unpunished, unquote. Now, let me ask you something. Why is criminal behavior not being punished? The breaking of actual laws. Why is it not being punished? In Portland. Now I'm telling you this for a reason. As you have heard me say over and over and over again, the reality is this, folks human nature is such that we. Above all else, it doesn't matter what your political ideology is. You could be the most leftist, Black Lives Matter, Antifa-supporting or Antifa member, abortion-loving female or male, SEIU member, AFSCME member, OEA member, supporting every radical leftist element of Marxist theology being implemented and changing and destroying our culture. You can be that person. And yet you still want to defend yourself if somebody attacks you. Because your personal safety, that of the people you love, is more important to you than anything else, folks. This is why it's not just Multnomah County losing a billion dollars from the exodus because of a hundred consecutive nights of riots and violent protests in downtown Portland. Not just because of that. It's not just the income. People don't wanna live in that environment. They don't. This is, without question, the single most fear, folks, is a much more powerful motivator than what love is. You want an example of that? Just watch the stock market. When bad news breaks, fear of losing money causes the market to drop much faster than it goes up when there's good news. History is replete with it. Happens every day in the market where you get bad news. There's a huge drop. And why is that? Fear. People don't want to lose their money. 
So fear is a powerful motivator. When you use, when conservatives use fear, it's a powerful motivator because it speaks, especially when it comes to crime and your personal safety, it speaks to people who are on the margins who normally don't vote Republican or conservative. And they're different, by the way. As we found out, a lot of so-called Republican conservatives in the Oregon legislature aren't. They sold out, allowed quorum when they held all the cards. They had all the leverage. And that's not just me saying that, folks. A lot of other people that serve in the legislature are saying it, too. The conservatives who did walk out. They know. They see. They had all the leverage. They gave it up because they sold out. They got bought off. Those people don't understand the power of using crime. It has forever been this powerful tool, fear. Fear of your personal safety. Folks, why is it that we have laws that make it a crime for someone to be assaulted? For some guy just to start beating up on you. Why is that a crime? Because you have a human right to defend yourself. Because it's wrong. It's morally wrong. It's ethically wrong, but it's morally wrong. It's ethically wrong for Republicans not to stand on that platform. Well, they have over the years, typically. How, this is how we got Measure 11, which absolutely kept us safer. And you can prove it with data. Which is why the Oregon voters rejected repealing it. And why the legislature, run by the Marxists, who think it's just fine to let Black Lives Matter destroy Portland, who think it's just fine for Antifa to run the streets, telling the Portland police to stand down, having a DA who won't prosecute people who are breaking crime. This is how you lose a billion dollars, but more importantly, it's an opportunity to win elections. Now, I want to go to this issue. I want to pivot a little bit here to this issue of what the city of Salem is doing. They know that their income tax, new tax, is going to go to a vote of the people. The signatures, they've got more than enough signatures to do it, folks. Please turn in your signatures today, however. Today is the fourth. They have typically or supposedly till the ninth. Just do it today. They're trying to get ahead of it by sending out this piece, which again is quasi-illegal, in my opinion. Somebody needs to call them on. They're trying to get ahead. They're trying to make the case. They're trying to use fear to convince the residents now, before this goes to a vote, that if you don't do this, if you don't vote for this, your life's going to be in jeopardy and you're going to live in fear. Your kids might not be safe at the bus stop. You might not be safe in your home because we'll have to cut police and fire. They're using that tactic, folks. Why? Because it works. Josephine County, which is Grants Pass. Very conservative place. 
their county commissioners just sent to the ballot for the people had to have a chance to vote another tax, property tax increase measure. It's only 99 cents per thousand. It's for the sheriff's department because of their long running staffing shortages. It'll raise 5.6 million. Now they, year after year after year, Josephine County voters have turned down sheriff's levies. Okay, and the OPB story says, as a result, sheriff's deputies were laid off and jail inmates were released. There's a lot of stuff they're not telling you here about this. But they're using fear, and in some cases justified, because what's happened to Josephine County? The cartels have taken over. Human trafficking, thank you, Joe Biden, has dramatically increased. Thank you, Measure 110. Thank you, Measure whatever that allowed us to grow marijuana legally. The cartels have taken over. They need more cops in Josephine County. There's no question about it. But it's fear, folks. Now, how can we use fear as conservatives to wake people up and move them to our side? Let's explore that, why don't we, on Freedom Friday. Jess is on the line. We'll get to him on the other side of the break. It's 620. Freedom Friday means you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. So what do you want to talk about back in a moment? Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 22 minutes past the top of the hour, folks. I want to remind you, if you are looking for a new Honda, you should go to Power Honda down in Albany. Check out their websites, mypowerhonda.com part of the Power Auto Group, which sponsors the call-in line, which Jess is waiting on, and you can call in on Freedom Friday and talk about whatever you want to talk about today, 503-589-1220, They have 882 vehicles available today. And they have somebody you can chat with. So go to MyPowerHonda.com, MyPowerHonda.com. By the way, Gateway Pundit has this new video. You know this Ukrainian prosecutor that uh, Joe Biden demanded get fired? Well, he just made a video responding to uh, Biden's corruptions accusations and reveals, quote unquote, shocking details about his dismissal in the Burisma investigation. Because they're trying to say, hey, there was no real investigation going here. And of course, like everything coming from the Democrats and the left is a lie. By the way, you know, when you go woke, you do go broke. Anheuser-Busch lost almost $400 million in the second quarter alone. Coors saw a $47 million increase over the last year. Let's go to the phones. Jess, good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, I'm into facilities maintenance, and that's what I do. 
and I've spent an inordinate amount of time in this city. I live here in this city. I, my company is not based in this city. But this mm. uh, proposed tax has spurred quite a bit of dialogue between uh, a lot of my customers. And yesterday, what are they saying? in particular, say again? What are they saying, your customers? Ah, well, this goes to your points. So even if, as one lady pointed out, a business owner, um, Lancaster, pointed out that, uh, first off, they defunded the police, took the money, and moved it somewhere else. And I commented, yeah, I didn't notice my taxes going down. And she goes, I didn't either. And she goes, so now they're asking for more money to uh, deal with the police in order so we can deal with the homeless and things of that nature, the drug use, uh, all the lawlessness, the vandalism, the theft, assaults. And she says, uh, you know, the examples are uh, an individual, a homeless individual, uh, confiscates a bunch of this guy's pallets right by his storage facility, builds a hasty shelter. Uh, they call the cops. The cops came out and issued the individual a 72-hour eviction notice. The point here is, is even if we refunded or increased the funding of the police, nothing's going to change because the police are hamstrung by the current laws. And that's what they're not telling you. So this isn't going to get better at all. So as you were talking... Uh -huh. Folks, I want you to listen to what Jess just said. I brought up a news story from 2020, Jess. And here's what the headline is in the Statesman Journal. Quote, community input split on reallocating police funds as council okays Salem City budget. You see, in 2021, the community was split as the story reads, Jess, is whether to allocate, reallocate police funding in light of recent demands for reform following the death of George Floyd. Now, so that just backs up. Folks, what you need to know if you're still out gathering signatures or as we move to the PR phase of what's going to be a vote on this income tax, you need to know so you can tell other people to be persuasive, what Jess just reminded us about. They cut funding for the Salem City Police. Where'd that money go? Did your taxes go down? No, they didn't. Jess, it's a great point. Thank you for right. reminding us. It, it, it reeks of clower pivot. And that is we break the system, we challenge the system, accuse the system in an effort to create something new, something more. What that something more is, <laughs> is yet to be seen, but in the direction that they're going, it's got to be ugly and bad. And what kills me is, is that it, the solutions are so obvious to all of us, to all the people I've been talking to, to all my friends and family as well, and yet for some reason they resist 100% to go, go backwards, to back up. They just want to continue like lemmings to head towards the edge of the cliff and take us with them. And nobody around here wants it at all. Everybody's sick of it. And people are contemplating what are they going to do because even if you reinstitute a full a cop staff, that ain't going to change nothing. Everything has to start at the top, at the state uh, level, as you talked about. The, uh, more blue suits down on the street ain't going to do nothing. You're just going to push the turds around. Thank you.
Thank you, Jess. And you said it well. Because that's what, as you heard Kevin Dahlgren on this show, a guy who has been very successful in Oregon in reducing homelessness, he calls them the homeless industrial complex because that's all the politicians and the nonprofits, which are all leftist, according to Kevin, and he works with all of them, folks, almost all of them throughout the entire state. They're all full of leftists. They don't want to work themselves out of a job. They don't want to help people get off the streets, get the services that are there. They are there. They're services that help people get their lives back together. The homeless industrial complex does not want to fix it. Remember, part of this tax, this this Salem City income tax, goes for cops. They cut their funding. You remember that? In the wake of Black Lives Matter defunding the police. And what happens when a person who's on the street who's mentally ill assaults one of these workers who isn't a cop? They have to call a cop. Doesn't that prove the point? No. They should have never cut the cops to begin with. This isn't hard, but you need to remember it and you need to use it. Back in a moment at 630. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 23 minutes before the top of the hour. Great to have you with us on Political Friday or on Political Coffee on Freedom Friday. Get it right. It's Freedom Friday. That means you can call and talk about whatever you want to talk about today. 503-589-1220. Is the Power Buick GMC talk line 503-589-1220 emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news like the one I got from Greg. And Kathy, hang on, I'll get to you in a second. Folks, uh, the 7-Eleven owner who's a Sikh from India They beat this black dude. Did you see the video of that? It's so fun to watch. They, this guy was just literally standing there, told the Sikh owner he had a gun. The guy was just standing there, literally pulling stuff off the shelves. They came up to him and they wrestled him to the ground and one of the owners just started beating him with a stick. Over 20,000 comments. If you hadn't seen it, you should you should watch it. It's pretty powerful. And there's some other fantastic headlines that I'm going to read you, including, you know, Jack Smith, the leftist prosecutor is going after Trump again. Alan Dershowitz, liberal law professor, from, formerly of Harvard, He says Jack Smith himself could be indicted. Ooh. Wouldn't that be fun for a change? By the way, you can also watch the video of the Portland doctor who gets knocked out by the homeless man. 
There's a video of it. The victim slams city Democrats for her attack and a slow police response. Lots to talk about. We'll get to it all, maybe, just depending on how many of you want to get something off your chest on Freedom Friday. 503-589-1220 is a power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Let's go to Kathy. Kathy, good morning. What's on your mind on Freedom Friday? Good morning. So, OHP gets hacked, right? Yep. And the DMV got hacked. Yes. Um, I was reading on Twitter yesterday that all of the money, federal money that Oregon was given to update our computer systems, I think it's more than it's than that um, eleven grand you were talking about, or eleven million. I can't remember. But anyway, it's a lot more. Um, yes. They're going to have to return that money, the unused money. If, if they're not going to use it, they have to return it by, I think, 2024. What's oh, up Kathy, with that? Kathy, fear not. They will find a way to go spend that money. They're not going to give it back. They'll find some make-work project to waste the money on. It's usually, well, by the-, the way, it's a, it is a condition of receiving grant money for that. You know, like the... Um, it was the uh, Department of Unemployment, as I call it, that had, I think it was $84 million for 11 years. It didn't spend it for 11 yeah. years to upgrade their computer system so that when the pandemic happened, they could literally get people's checks out on time. They had that, I mean, nobody got fired for that. It's crazy. Okay. Absolutely crazy. But thanks for reminding us about how government in Oregon makes these wonderful decisions. (laughs) Thanks, Kathy. Have a marvelous weekend. We'll go to Rich next. Rich, good morning. Good morning. It was $86 million, and they still have it, and they're still not going to do anything with it. Oh, it's $86 million. Uh, You think they would have to return it? And they took $2 million or $3 million out to uh, assess how they're going to spend it. So that means, to me, travel junkins. <laughs> uh, and back, they'll hire some Democrat-connected consulting firm to do the assessment, you wait. I think Iverson's looking for some place to consult. Hey, yeah, he is. Since he's Anna, I know you're trying anyway. to call me. Anna, uh, Anna send anyway. me a text message. Don't, don't call me. I'm on the air right now. A- anyway, uh... The other thing, too, is yesterday there was a stabbing at Wells Fargo on land, on Commercial Street by uh, Northern Lights and Donatello's. My son-in-law was there, and bless his heart, one officer came up, and it seemed like, according to my son-in-law, forever before the rest of the units got there. And they had 11 units there, so I'm not too sure where they, where they were, why they all got there, etc. Seems like too many to me. But the thing about it is you can't guarantee that if this they get this <clears throat> tax money, they're not going to use it for the cops. And if they did, like that other gentleman called in, <clears throat> they're going to keep their hands tied anyway. 
Yeah, you can bet that the politically correct George Floyd knee-jerk reaction uh, policy changes at the Salem Police Department are going to remain in place, which is your point. Yes, Absolutely. And, and then the point. other thing, too, is that uh, we now have these behavioral people because of the so-called mental problems of people on the street, the homeless. And a lot of them were kicked out on the street years ago by the state mental group because they had some wonderful idea that, oh, they need to integrate more with the normal population. So they've just added more money to the bureaucratic system and added all these billions of dollars. They're not going to do it the right way. Why? They work themselves out of a job? Of course, nobody wants to work themselves out of a job who's getting, who's feeding at the public trough. Rich, thanks. I appreciate it. Before we go to Gary and Anna, got to remind you folks, it's flat, going to get hot again. And if you're not cool at home because your AC ain't working, sorry to use improper English, but if it ain't working, call Freedom Heating Air and get it working because they'll come out to your home or your business right away. It's what they do. One of many great things they do is partly how they built such a great business in over 50 years in the Mid-Valley area. Freedomheatingandair.net is their website. Freedomheatingandair.net. Just give them a call. They'll, they'll assess your issue and they'll fix it for you. 503-580-1456. 503-580-1456. Let's go to Gary. Gary, go Beavs. Hey, Jeff, go Ducks. Uh, can we talk about something important? Have you been following the Pac-12? Yeah. That it's collapsing, I, and then it looks like the Ducks are going to go to the Big Ten, and yeah, the Beavers Ten. Maybe Washington are uh, kind of out, out, out by themselves, maybe go to the Big uh, the uh, Mountain West or what have you. Crazy. Have you been yeah, watching been any of this? Why, why is that happening? You, you tell me why is that? Well, what happened? Let me, yeah, let me explain what happened. Uh, UCLA and USC went to the Big Ten last year. Uh, this is their last year in the Pac-12, and that basically uh, blew out all of the Pac-12 uh, TV revenue uh, because of LA. Uh, and that uh, really upset everything uh, as far as being able to Pac-12 to the rest of the nation. Uh, they had no other options. Colorado just left for the Big 12. I was kind of hoping the whole uh, Pac-12 would go to the Big 12, which is down in Texas, and be a fun league. But that never happened. So now they're all kind of it's all kind of collapsing on itself. Uh, and um, the best option for Oregon and Washington, who are really the stalwarts now, uh, is to go to the Big Ten, where you're going to have uh, games like Oregon, uh, Ohio State, Oregon, Michigan, Oregon, Michigan State. Great games. Uh, there, you know, uh, it's going to be every man for themselves, and uh, unfortunately, the Beavers are going to be left in the cold uh, because they've got no market to go yep. to. Yeah, I know, and that's sad. Well, let's hope somebody uh, with vision and capability can write the Pac-12. It's, 
Uh, it's too late. It's it's, it's too yeah, late. It, you could it's be done. right. You could just very well be right. Thanks, Gary. Go Beavs. Um, you got to love Carrie Lake, who said yesterday on her Newsmax interview, quote, Joe Biden has never met a bribe he didn't like. <laughs> How true. Oh, and you got to love Kamala Harris saying, quote, unquote, Bidenomics is working. Yikes. Let's go to Anna. Anna, go. Uh, good morning. Um, I just wanted to let you know that um, in at Volcano Stadium, there is a the big bash, and at the big bash, you can sign all the petitions. Um, the let's um, let Salem vote uh, the school choice two initiatives, as well as concealed carry. They're all available, and it's it's all free. You do have to pay for parking, but that's. Um, and then there's lots of rides and stuff for the kids, and they're giving away a truck. So um, I wow. just wanted to let people know. That's at the big know. bash at Volcano Stadium all weekend, right? Uh, Friday and Saturday, yeah, not Sunday. Friday and Saturday. All right, folks. Big bash. Thanks, Anna. Today and tomorrow, back in a moment at 648, we'll take Freddie. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 10 minutes till the top of the hour. Yeah, the big bash is going on at Volcano Stadium today and tomorrow. So if you want to sign all these petitions, constitutional carry, which means you could carry a gun in Oregon, concealed or not, without a permit. Gary Lake was here to be a part of that. You want to sign that petition? How about school choice that follows on with the U.S. Supreme Court ruling? Yeah. Or let Salem vote. Those petitions, the final ones, to be handed in. By the way, political coffee clatch, we're, we're going to try to get, uh, actually, a, a longtime friend of mine, uh, who is now the CEO of Oregon Business and Industry Association, the OBI, there, again, you can drop off. They're, they're the people behind the petition. You can drop off petitions at OBI, which is right across in the Oregon Department of Justice. It's right there on Court Street on the east end of the Capitol Mall. Can't miss it, folks. Right there, they got a drop box. You can pull in there and drop it off and away you go. All those petitions at the Big Bash this weekend. Um, before I go to Freddie, Art sends an email and says, Hey, Jeff, it doesn't matter how many police you have if you're a sanctuary state and drugs are legal in Oregon. Well, yes and no. Because when you call, and this is what this video of this doctor being knocked unconscious by this homeless guy in Portland shows. When you call 911 and ask for a cop because you've been assaulted or an assault is taking place, you expect a cop to show up. Well, if they don't, because they have rules or there just aren't enough cops, 
you pay the price. Now, this is the fear that Salem is trying to get you to focus on rather than the fact in response to George Floyd, they reallocated funds from the police department to other areas. In other words, they cut the cops. So why don't maybe they reestablish those funds first before they raise your taxes? As a worker, even if you don't live in the city of Salem, you're going to pay $506 more. OBI is run by someone I know. I'm going to try to get her to show up at the political cop coffee clatch Tuesday night at the Honky Talk. Let's go to Freddie. Freddie, good morning. Uh, good morning, Jeff. What, one of the things I want to talk about is the reason that we're all experiencing this government communist takeover of our country is because the people that, like you and I and, and a lot of other people that call in here, we need to be really involved in this. We need to run for elections, school boards, city council, yes. all of that. yes. And uh, and put this put a stop to this. We can't sit on the sidelines and just complain about it. We have to be physically involved so these policies don't get instituted into our system of, of government and, and the life that we all live. So enough is enough, folks. Quit griping about it. Get your name on the ballot. And, and be right into their face, because these people are not Americans. These are activists. Realize that. And remember, what they do is they create a problem, and then they tell you how they're going to fix it. That's what this homeless stuff is all about. So wake up. That's exactly right. Government creates the problem and then demands more money from you to fix the problem they created. Exactly right. Freddie, thanks, great point. Um, Curtis, former mayor of Wilhelmina, writes this. said, I understand that the city manager wants an assistant. Looks like you need someone to handle all the additional money that'll be coming in. Laugh out loud. Yeah, probably so. What do you think about that, folks? Is some of this new tax money from supposedly playing on your fears that they're going to cut cops and firefighters if you don't tax yourself? Is some of that money going to go to pay for a new assistant to the city manager? Doug writes a long email about Freedom Friday saying relying on government to save us from government. It's been said, he writes. Those who don't know history are bound to repeat it. We have a populist and a federal government that doesn't know the law, finance, or world history. The younger generation no longer has a reference point for what freedom means or why it's even important. You can blame the system, globalists, Freemasons, deep state, Jews, or Christians, but the blame falls squarely on the shoulders of parents. For generations, parents have abdicated their responsibility to educate the next generation. They've dumped their children into government schools and betrayed everyone. We can't afford to put our trust in Trump or any other parasite masquerading as a politician or anyone working within government to save us from government. The whole concept 
of some authority who rules over us is completely misplaced. They have created the entire situation in the world that we are in today, and the only remedy to that situation is us. I agree. We can't, as much as I love Trump, he ain't the savior of the world. He ain't going to, yeah, he could dismantle the deep state this time around as long as he has a good vice president because they'll try to assassinate him. You heard it here, folks. In fact, I might even write a book assassinating Trump. Might even get Bill O'Reilly to co-write it with me. They're going to try to assassinate Trump. Why they did JFK, RFK, why wouldn't they Trump? He's threatening their existence ever, and their power is greater today than it was back then. You're right, Doug. Only we, the people, can save ourselves from this situation. So the question I ask you, Doug, is how do you do that? How do you propose we do that? I mean, it's a fair question. Absolutely a fair question. By the way, Joe Rogan says of Trump, he'd get my vote. He'd get my vote before Biden. Talking about Trump, Biden, and the dangers of the deep state in his latest podcast. And he's teasing a possible interview with Trump. This is what Trump should do. Why? Because Joe Rogan has a massive audience in America, folks. It is by far the most widely watched podcast in the country. By far. A lot of the people who that watch it are independent voters, swing voters. Trump needs to go on here. and he needs to keep talking about what he talked about yesterday. In fact, you got to love Trump. Just hours after his arrest in D.C., he was back at Bedminster. And there's newlyweds at his club, <laughs> at the golf club. And there he is talking to him <laughs> uh, on a microphone. It's just hilarious, folks. You got to love Trump. <laughs> just, what an amazing guy. Yeah, he's not going to be our savior. Praying to the God who is our savior is the most important thing we can do. And then we go get active. Go sign petitions this weekend. Go to the Big Bash. Friends, I'll see you on Monday. We'll have a lot more. Remember, Political Coffee Clats Tuesday night at the Honky Tonk. Oh, so man.